Thank you for joining us for this episode of Journey Now, produced by Journey Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. For more information on Journey Church and our gatherings, visit journeytn.com. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Journey Now. My name is Timothy Howard Timmons, and I am one of the pastors here and the baldest person in the room. For sure, for sure. Alyssa McNally is here. Good morning. Got a cool shawl. Is that a shawl? It's a scarf. Scarf. Yeah. Oh, I never. It's know. snowing, so I always bring out my Midwest clothes. Gosh, it's so right. It's so right. And then to my sweet left, <laughs> we've got Kevin Dixon. Kevin, uh, somebody, will you just talk about your shirt really quick? <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, I have a flannel shirt on. No, 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 not that one. No, no not that one. Oh, t shirt. My t shirt. Mm. Yeah, it says ordinary on it. Um, Sometime back, probably a couple months ago, I received a box in the mail uh, here at Journey. Yeah. From an anonymous source. Yes. Like uh, anonymous, like a gift, or was this just like somebody a made a mistake? Oops. I have no idea, but it was a box. And it said Kevin Dixon. Yes, it said <laughs> Kevin Dixon on it. It didn't say Journey Church, it said Kevin, Kevin Dixon. Dixon. You are ordinary. And it was a bunch of bunch of t-shirts that say ordinary on yeah, it. Of all sizes, correct? All sizes, right. right. And there's probably 20 of them. Or nah, maybe not, maybe fifteen of them, yeah. but there's some extra large. There's large, small, yeah. different colors. They just want to make um, sure you could find one that you. Apparently, <laughs> and so I've I gave some to Tim, and so I've, about every week, you guys, he shows up at some meeting. He's got the shirt on, different color. It says yeah. ordinary, ordinary. Uh, yep, and run of the mill. They're terrible shirts. Yeah, I mean, it's basically sandpaper that you're wearing. It is an ordinary shirt. Yeah, every very ordinary. Everything about it is ordinary. So, <laughs> Kevin, we wanted you to take that very personally. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I think it's really funny. I, you know, just as a side note, yeah, I, I went. If whoever and, sent them is listening, I got one. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> yes, thank you for the shirts. <laughs> yes, and that would be funny. Um, if you did, please let us know it was you because we we really are curious. We'd like to send you a thank you note. Um, yes, we would. Uh, the uh, um, the funny thing about that is that I I went to get another funny thing. Yes, Continue, I went to yeah. get measured for a suit back. Oh, when I had to wear suits all the time. And uh, the guy that went to the church, he he got done measuring me, looked me, and he goes, looked up and down. He goes, "Man, you are exactly the same size as a mannequin." He goes, "You are the exact size of the average American male." <laughs> and I said, "Perfect, ordinary, ordinary. and average." <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, Kevin, easy to find clothes. <laughs> easy, yes. Yes, that's what I could we just, knew about you. That's and what I just go in and take them off the mannequin. <laughs> that one's for me. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, well, we're, we're not going to talk about ordinary shirts today. Oh, nope. Or shawls, scarves. Scarves. Um, so this week, uh, I, I just, because why not, I am um, I am in this writing camp, so songwriting camp, Ooh. and we're writing, yet we wrote yesterday and we're writing today, and the whole thing is on writing hymns and hymns that last, and people just stick with me for a second. I think this is, might be... Apropos, oh, uh, big words today. So we're we're writing we're writing hymns, but they're not just the same hymns as as the olden days. But we're writing songs that will last. And how do you write great prayers? And so, like yesterday's prompt was on writing African American spirituals because it was MLK, and which I thought was just an interesting thing to do. And he was explaining it, and um, he he put a normal hand like a, a regular hymn by Wesley up. 
and which was very verbose, yes, uh, so wordy yeah. and poetic and That's awesome, Wesley style. And then you he put up the same hymn, so that was translated in a sense into what the slaves were singing at that time. Mm-hmm. And they took the nuance of the song and they just sang the same line over and over and over. It's like, I want Jesus to walk with me. I want Jesus to walk with me all along my pilgrim journey. Yeah. I want Jesus to walk with me. Yeah. Yet that Wesley yeah. would have written like 800 stanzas just over that. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Anyways, it was, it, <laughs> it was never more... repeated itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 It was profound. But the question that I'm always wrestling with is what do we need to pray as the church like today and then in the future and make the connection between those two things okay so i i I believe our songs are not songs when we're actually gathering and we're singing something it's always just seemed like this cliche thing that we do we sing this and and this is our song and we just Mm -hmm. do the worship thing and i'm putting that in big old quotes um, yes, yes. These are prayers to be sung all week long as individuals and as the collective. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, as a writer, I'm always curious, what do we need to actually be praying? Because what if we prayed these songs? If we sang these songs as prayers, as we gathered, and then as we scattered, mm-hmm. what would that look like? Like, how would the world be different? How would I be different? How would we be different if we sang these prayers? Does that make sense? Yeah. So I'm, I'm as a writer and just as a curious human, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, what do we need to be praying? It's mm-hmm. a good question. And if you guys don't know, uh, Randy, so he's over here in the headphones and somehow his phone is doing some cool music. Well, good job, Randy. That's the songs <laughs> you think we yeah, should sing. That's his prayer. That's his prayer. So, I mean, and, and one of the things that we're wrestling with here at Journey is that most of the New Testament, there are very few yous, like saying, mm. Alyssa, you need to blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. It's actually to the whole, to the it's y'all. To the so, you all. And yet we have David, King David, who, um, the psalmist that wrote a bunch of I mm-hmm. kind of prayers, lament mm-hmm. prayers, whatnot. So, it's not like we just, everything has to be a we, but. Yeah. What do we need to pray? Yeah, and what, what should be catchy? What captures your heart? And I think that's part of the question that um, I think songwriters have to wrestle with. I mean, catchy tunes like, you know, oh boy, let's see. But I would, I don't go to catchy yet because as a songwriter, I, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know, but what I'm saying is. He'll make it catchy. Yeah. What I'm saying is this, is that what a catchy tune will, will, play over and over and over again in your heart. It will play over and over again in your head. And whether it's good or bad is irrelevant. Whether it's a what we should be going on in our mind or not is irrelevant. But catchy matters. It's, it's, it's what made um, Taylor Swift so famous, is that she did catchy tunes. Yeah, uh, yes, but there, there are a million catchy tunes. And that's, that's, I think, the next level down. That's the songwriter's okay. goal. But what's like even above that okay. on what's the heart of what needs mm-hmm. to be said so that mm-hmm. I, as a songwriter, and we as the people can go, ooh, I needed to pray that. And I will remember that hook. All, mm-hmm. We call them hooks. So it'll be hooks all day. But yeah, like, yeah, what's, yeah, yeah. what is, even if you're listening, mm-hmm. like as you're thinking, gosh, what would we pray? And I would love actually to hear some of your thoughts. Yeah. So if you're listening, well, how would they even get to us? They would just email. Email, email. what? Susie. 
at journeytn.com. <laughs> she would love that, Susie actually. journeytn.com. Yeah. Susie, that's S-U-Z-I-E <laughs> at, at journeytn.com. Or you can email me at tim at journeytn.com. Or Kevin. Or Kevin. I always email Kevin. And if you can't remember any of our names, journey at yeah. journeytn.com. <laughs> but what... what what do you? Th- what would it look like for us to pray a certain prayer as a collective, and then what could happen on the other side of that? So, mm-hmm. do you guys have thoughts on that? You want to go first? Sure. Go. I mean, I always have some thoughts. Yeah, I like that. Well, I think something that I've been reflecting on right lately is there's I I have a theory about how most like leaders or artists tend to have these like heartbeats that they always kind of yeah come from um so like you know there's every artist kind of has this like one repetitive narrative that they always come back to right and so i love the question because it's like what should the church's repetitive narrative be like what should we always be coming back to that's good and it's like um obviously it takes on different shapes and forms in different seasons of life and in different you know circumstances but but like what is that heartbeat and i think where I go when I think about that question is like asking God to show me how he sees people and how he sees the world. Like that's kind of what I come back to is like as the ultimate reconciler, as the ultimate um, lover, as the ultimate like pure um, spirit, Mm -hmm. as the ultimate, you know, um, creator of all things, like how, like teach me God to see people, to see the world, how you see it. Um, I don't know if that's too oversimplified, but I think that would be kind of where I always come back to because at the end of the day, if we can really see it in a, in that way, I think that would be changing the world, right? Like it would be very peaceful. It would be very, um, loving it would be um seeing the whole picture of people not just the parts that annoy me or not just the parts i disagree with but you know seeing the entirety of that person's story from the moment they were conceived to that moment when they're talking to me about something i disagree with and if i can see them how god sees them he sees them in the Mm -hmm. midst of of their pain and of their suffering and of their experience and the wrongs that have been done against them and um and and he sees them as something that's so beautiful because you know they're part of his creation. And so if, if the, we can, if the church prayed, what? Let me see people like you see people. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. I think that's what I would come back to over and over again. Yeah, that's and that's. Um, I think that's that would be powerful. That would help with the unity problem. Um. I, you know, this is with all the things that um, we've went through this year mm-hmm. um, or the last couple of years with COVID and race issues and government issues and, and the great divide that has been created culturally and the char- church's participation in that, in the divide. Uh, and, and the, um, you know, I think maybe our prayer should be the demise of the internet um, or the demise of social media. Um, I'm kidding. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's part of me that goes, um, if we can't, there's always a double-edged sword to these things. There's a, there's a positive thing with social media and there's a negative thing with social media. But all that being said is 
is that in this culture, in this moment, in this time, I think the church needs to learn how to pray for um, God's eyes, uh, not just to see people, um, but God's eyes to see um, themselves. I don't, hmm. I don't think people are have a good grasp or self awareness of of how they're coming across or how they're presenting their hmm. um, their issue or their heartbeat. Even you know, I, a lot of people are rooted in the pro life movement in the in the evangelical world in the Christian world. And it can become militant. It be, can become violent to the point where people are energized to the point where they will kill a abortion doctor. Um, and so th- there's a something happens in there that it moves away from passive um, uh, prayer. Not passive. Eh, passive is not the right word. Um, peaceful protest to okay, you're not getting the peaceful part of this, so now we're going to move into power over. I'm going to exercise my power over you. Yeah. And, and that's the part that the church should never get to. Um, hmm. and, and my prayer, and my prayer has been for the last six months for the church, is that they would realize that their power actually is in surrender. Their power is in um, a, a God who gave his life. He didn't decide to overthrow the government. Um, we, we, there's, there's something in this that I can't quite, it's insidious is that we grasp for power and we follow a suffering servant. And so somewhere along the line that has to align, there has mm-hmm. to, there has to be an alignment with the church, with a suffering servant. Uh, Jesus was not, um, he had all the power available to him that all of creation has ever had and yet he exercised none of that to save his own life let alone to overthrow a government so there's a degree of in that um of missing the point of the gospel when we think that our solution lies something somewhere else and so the church or power in government somehow solves the church's problem it doesn't so so what's the what's the prayer there? The prayer is like is, if we if we prayed this prayer, yeah, that we I would, mean look out. Yeah, we would we would not look for worldly authority or we would not look for worldly power. We would not we would not see our power in the structures of the world. That we would see our our power in the the hmm. sacrifice of a savior. Um and that we would be much more self-aware of the fact that we follow a suffering servant. We don't. We follow. We follow somebody who came to Earth to die, right? I and I think somewhere along the line that's just gotten missed. Hmm. I don't. I don't understand that. Yeah, that's the struggle for me. Yeah, that's a struggle for me with this. So I think the prayer is a self-awareness of: Am I am I more motivated by the power of this world or power of a suffering servant? It the. And in tangent with that, I think there's this, this keeps coming up for me, especially as I was reading um, some quotes in MLK yesterday, Mm -hmm. this idea of the oppressed and the oppressor. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the church has been the oppressor. 
Um, and we haven't done a good job of being with the oppressed, which is all Jesus did during his time on earth. He was, he was with the oppressed. He was never the oppressor. Correct. Hmm. Um, hmm. And so it's just, Jesus just flips everything upside down. Hmm. You know, he, he comes into the culture and he was like, the religious elite are annoying. You know, <laughs> they're yeah. not, they're not who I want to be. They're not who, they're, they're not kingdom minded. They're not, you know, fill in the blank. Yeah. They're, they're not it. They haven't figured it out. Yeah. Um, these people that. And they're the ones that frustrated him the most. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And they're the people he didn't want to spend time with. And so there's this like reversal or this, like he flips the culture on its head. And I think. The church should almost do something similar, but instead the American church has just recreated the culture in the church. So it's like we've actually created like the hierarchy of our government, the hierarchy of all of like the money and everything that exists in the U.S. and like all of the status measures and stuff. We've just recreated our own mini one in the church, right? Like we've elevated all the same types of leaders, all the same right. types of people, right. these very like strong men who have all the power and we've literally done the same thing our culture has done, but we've done it in the context of the church. And what's even worse than that is we've done it in the name of God and said like, because God says so, this is how we're going to do it. Um, and it's just so, mm -hmm. it's so reversed, right? Like God, Jesus didn't come and do that. And so there's this like, and I know there's this like cheesy, I'm going to be anti-cultural Christian thing. At least that was popular in the 90s, like with Lecrae and stuff. And so sometimes I have a little bit of like a, okay, <laughs> let's not talk about it that way because it's a little, a little yucky to me. But I do think that there is this concept of like, how did we lose sight of we're on the side of the oppressed and we want to uplift them. We want them to sit mm -hmm. at the front of the table. We want them to sit and talk with us and, and be with them and invite them amongst us. And like, they are the ones we can learn the most from, yeah. not the pastors that are making $500,000 a year, like Mark yeah. Driscoll. Like yeah. those aren't the people we want at the table. We want the people who, who are oppressed, who are homeless, who are widowed, right. who are yeah. fill in the blank, the so, people that we can learn the most from. Totally. And Jesus, so, Jesus taught so the us prayer that. is what? So the song, that we'd sing together as a collective is what with that? I mean, let us learn from the oppressed. <laughs> let us not be the oppressor, but but be the oppressed. Yeah. I don't know. And then there's like that weird, like we don't want to be the oppressed. That's not really the goal either. It's more so like be close to the brokenhearted, be close yeah. to the, yeah. like uplift those people, honor those people. So, so maybe that's the prayers like, allow us to be close to the brokenhearted, allow us to be close to the oppressed, allow us to, you know, uplift, protect. And be for justice. There's, yeah. there's, there's something in this that... It has to be active. And yeah. I think that's the other part of it is you've yeah. got people that are like active on the other side where we're like glorifying the, you know, big, let's praise the, the big man in the front. And then there's the, oh, it's like, we're not bad, but we're not laying here yeah, and yeah, yeah. And so it's like we gotta be we gotta be active towards 
helping the oppressed. Like it can't just be a passive like, oh yeah, we welcome them at the table. It's like, no, we're going and finding them and helping them and loving them and learning from them. Mm -hmm. And I should start with learning and not helping because I think there is a level of like, we must sit and learn because they have more to teach us than we have to help them. Um, there's, and I think that, yeah, there's so much that's passive about what privilege affords the average American white person that just allows us to be extremely apathetic and passive, myself included, where we're not actively pursuing those other things. So yes, give us, um, you know, the strength or the just so you know, you guys are writing the songs for me, so I'm I'm, I'm recording this. So this okay, just, we <laughs> want to be in the notes. <laughs> Sorry, this is all my, my song. Um, okay, so yes, I totally am in. Okay. okay. Let's go even a little bit above that, okay. if you will, to yeah. what, what's the heart change that needs to happen? So what's the prayer for the heart change for us as the collective? Because, yes, that's, yes. you know, and I, I can hear people. It's funny because we have a songwriter in our, as one of our leaders, that wrote a, a really huge song that ha- talks a lot about freedom. Mm-hmm. And he's like, gosh, it's so funny to see these communities use this song as their banner for uh, religious freedom. Yeah, right. And, you know, so we could, we could debate on all these things a little bit and somebody could come up and go, I disagree with you on this. It's like, well, that's not the point of us praying this. What's the heart issue mm-hmm. above? Again, if you are listening and you have thoughts on this, please email me or any of us. But right, uh, what's what's the heart issue that we need to really attack before we even get to just seeing the oppressed, which I think is so great and needs to be prayed. There, part of this is in I think in the in the older songs is is that we've made this our home, and. We want to protect it. We want. We're afraid to lose stuff. Where there's a lot going yeah, on scared. in the heart, we're scared. we're scared. And so, fear is one of the great motivators of what is happening to want to grasp for power, because there's afraid of loss. And so, the mm. heart change has to be. Um, what am I? Well, the heart change has to move towards being generous rather than hoarding. Or, mm. um, it's the heart change needs to be. Lord, show me where I'm afraid of losing something in this world that I'm actually forfeiting a walk with you. I'm forfeiting intimacy with you because I am I am so afraid of losing my status, my position, yeah. um, my fill in the blank, my money, my um, our America's place in the world. I'm afraid that America's going to lose its place in the world and I will be less significant because my country isn't what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And if and if I live in fear of that, I will uh the heart change needs to be Lord, do your will, do your thing, allow me to um let me trust you more. I think it's a trust factor of God. And I also I also think um it's an abuse of power. There's, there's when you have the power, the idea was to be benevolent with the power. It is to give the power away. It is to empower the people around you. Jesus did that. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he gathered the twelve, said, "Hey, go ca- use my name. Go cast demons out. And go do your, you know." And and ultimately, they they flourished, not because of their own name, but because of Jesus' name, and. And it just it, it I think the upper 
level issue for at least for America. I don't know what it is in the yeah. rest of the world is fear of loss of power of position of, um, you know, it's, it's an illusion to think that, um, in the scheme of things that we are altruistic in our motives about our country. So the heart change has to be our allegiance probably needs to shift to the kingdom of God. Yeah. And that's really hard because when I look around and I go, I have so much to lose. And there's a fear that says, if I make my allegiance, the king of kingdom of God, I might actually be one of the oppressed. I might actually be the one in poverty. Mm -hmm. I might actually be the one that people feel sorry for. So, so what's the prayer? If, if our community, just our community alone mm -hmm. yeah. prayed this prayer, what would it be as far as that goes? This with this heart change, because mm -hmm. there's also an element to these songs sometimes that I, I, it's like when we hear people pray and when we pray, mm -hmm. we say a lot of things that it's like, God, help me do this. It's like, nope, that's kind of your job, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't need to pray to God to help you. Like, right. This is, this is your role. Yeah. Um. So I'm always looking for a, what are we giving God the like, Hey man, you, you need to do this mm. when it's like, well, or this is part of my role is to wake up and be aware of, you know, yeah. So I'm just trying to think of what what are these what are the main big prayers that we need to be praying as a collective, as a collective. I mean, we, we've hit on a bunch of these, but these yeah. are these are loving God, loving others. And well, it's 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 identifying it's identifying our idols. It's identifying those things. Yeah. Help us to see uh -huh. what we've we've put in place of of God. Help us to see what um, we really worship, what we, what we really want to have happen. Um, what are we working hard to see what happens? You know, am I working harder to see that my uh, life is comfortable or am I working harder to see the kingdom come? Mm -hmm. So there's a, there's, um, there's a lot of things that I do in my life that are comfort-driven. Oh, huge. And... It's good, Kev. And I'm starting to identify those things. And so the and the church does the same thing. I just want to be, I don't want this to be difficult. I want it to be comfortable. So I yeah. think one of the great confessions of the American church is comfort. And one of the great confessions of the American church is fear. And so, um, and it's easy, it's easy to rally people around fear. It's really easy. Um, and it's not, it, it's not part of the gospel. Actually, yeah. the gospel drives out fear. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think that's one of the great confessions is, is that we've, we've, we've actually, I was introduced to the gospel out of fear. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin, you need to pray this prayer so you don't go to hell. Well, right. what happens to me in hell? Right. Well, you'll burn there forever. Right. I'm in. What do I have to do? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I'm yeah. more afraid of burning in hell and I don't, I, whoever Jesus is, I'm in. I don't even, you know, yeah. that's the. That you so you're introduced to the gospel in a sense of fear, yeah, and and so that's one of the great I think ironies and confessions of the American church is mm. it never was meant to be a gospel of fear. Jesus never presented himself as a solution to burning in hell. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not. Yeah, no, I, I'm Kevin, sorry about you, you. Just wrote a major yeah, song. I'm just preaching. <laughs> burning hell, you son. <laughs> 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 um, the, these are so good. I, I think there's there's also you know, oh, there's just, a bunch more. There, there's so many. And <laughs> yeah. again, please email in your thoughts. But 
um, in worship in spirit and truth is a you know a, a line that is used all yep. the time. Yep. And as if that's just the songs, and that, that there's there are books written on mm-hmm. this, but there is a spirit element in this that is a aligning yeah. with the spirit and presence of God in my yeah. day. Then that's what these songs are host, hopefully supposed to do is like reminding us. And literally saying, God, I just want to align with you. So there's like a spirit movement mm-hmm. as we're praying these things. So I, I don't know how it all works, but yeah. I just know that I want to write better prayers and we want to pray better prayers mm-hmm. as we gather and then as we leave. The song that we um, sing a lot around here is by this guy named Godfrey uh, Bertel. And yeah, um, household name there. It's this this guy, I think in 2001 or 2003, he wrote it in Ireland, <laughs> and it is the most profound song, because I think it touches on so many parts. It's, it's, it's this justice and the kingdom come, mm-hmm. um, yet it's also saying, like, the point of it isn't me and my stuff. The point of it is the awesome work of God yeah. that then transforms, and... You know, if you've been around, you've heard us pray this, but uh, when I look at the blood, all I see is love, love, Mm. love. When I stop at the cross, I can see the love of God. I mean, just imagine, people, if this was our prayer all... That was written 20 years ago? Yeah. That's what's so crazy. And it's just this random dude. Yeah. And so um, a few few guys that I know have found that song in in England and then Mm. brought it over and... It's you know this song is not getting traction. Let's just say that because it is so oh yeah not the but way it's so the good. Um, I can't see competition. I can't see hierarchy. I can't see pride or prejudice, or the abuse of authority. I can't see lust for power. I can't see manipulation. I can't see rage or anger or selfish ambition. But when I look at the blood, all I see is love, love, love. When I stop at the cross today, I can see the love of God. But I can't see unforgiveness. I can't see hate or envy. I can't see stupid fighting or bitterness or jealousy. I can't see empire building. I can't see self-importance. I can't see backstabbing or vanity or arrogance. But when I look at the blood, all I see is love, love, love. When I stop at the cross, I can see the love of God. And I see surrender today. I see sacrifice today. I see salvation today and humility and righteousness and faithfulness grace and forgiveness love 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 <laughs> love 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 when i look at the blood all i see is love 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 when i stop at the cross i can see the love of god so Anyways, I thought this would be an interesting conversation today. And if nothing else, if none of you enjoyed this, no problem, because I got about 40 new songs. But I really do want to start praying. No problem. (laughs) I do want to start praying some... um... Sorry, I'm having trouble hearing you. That's okay, Siri. Siri's having trouble hearing me. Oh, God. She's like, stop this thing. Stop the madness. Anyways, uh, people, let us know uh, what you need to be praying or you think we as the collective need to be praying yeah even just our community and this is not yeah so uh please email us thank you for listening uh anything else Susie's out mike's out mike's out don't forget to be ordinary today yeah that's right and the covids have hit us hard over here they have hit us hard but you guys 
please send more t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. See you next week. Okay, bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you would share a screenshot of this episode to your Instagram story and tag us at journey underscore TN. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app.